Unlimited Influence Podcast, Episode 73. Hey everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Katrina Sauer. The Jumpstart Your Biz Coach, Katrina, helps you make more money doing what you love. She's the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing and Sales System, a dynamic, tell-it-like-it-is speaker and author of the book, Love Yourself Successful. Katrina has a no-nonsense approach to showing entrepreneurs how to develop consistently profitable business, implementing proven marketing and business strategies Plus, she kicks you in the butt to get it all done too. With 30 years experience in sales, business and marketing, Katrina speaks to groups of all sizes and holds live training events annually. Welcome to the show, Katrina. Thanks, Samantha. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to chatting to you. Someone that uh, has a tell-it-like-it-is approach and uh, kicks people in the butt is someone that I love chatting to. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to deep diving with you today. Um, but before we get into what your business is, I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little and give us a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Yes, well, what makes me tick is uh, my family now, you know, in the beginning – of my career, I probably would have not said that, you know, so I didn't have a very great first marriage with my starter husband. So now I have an amazing husband who's so supportive and a wonderful stepdaughter. And I just, you know, I travel a lot. So I really value my time when I'm home. And I can have the freedom to to spend with them and and do the things I love. Mm. So that drives me. Yeah. Mm. I love it that you mentioned, I love the starter husband. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> the practice <laughs> run. <laughs> well, even at 27, I thought, oh, I'm old enough. I should know what I want. And no, no, no. At 35, I completely changed my mind. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're women. We have the, we're allowed to do that, right? <laughs> right. And you grow. And now at 47, oh, forget about it. I can't even imagine being that way before. So yeah, well, I'm glad <laughs> it's working out for you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let, before we sort of deep dive into into your story, can you share with us what's your business and who specifically do you serve? I work with entrepreneurs who really need to make need more than want, pretty much need and want to make a lot more money. They just don't know how to go about doing it. So I show them the how, the different business models, show to how to fix their website up so that people will be more interested when they get there, show them how to drive more traffic, build their list, talk to people, build relationships, get in front of more people on a mass marketing approach while still being personable and authentic. So it's it's all of that. I look at the big picture all the way down to the nitty gritty things of what you're doing. And I make people get stuff done so that they can see more revenue, have more freedom and a better life. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and do you specifically work into in any niche or as you say, niche? Do you work with, with coaches, consultants, e-commerce? You know, I love coaches consultants because it's a really easy model to show people how to make more money. But I come from the offline marketing world. So I was in advertising for a long time. And so I love working with retail and spas and salons. And I have fitness centers and home improvement companies and contractors. And the more different type of business you are, the more creative I can get and see how to get outside the box with your marketing and making money in different business models. So yeah, mm. I it's love, fun. I love working and speaking with people that are, that have come from, let's call it the old school marketing mm -hmm. because 
yeah. understand what it's like to to make connections and connect with people um, on a different level than just online. And when you add the online um, platform to it, you can create such a deep connection and can connect with so many people. So I love that crossover there. Yeah, it's so important. And we know how to beat the streets, right? I used to do door-to-door sales, for God's sake. So I used to knock on people's doors, residential and businesses. And so I can take a no like nobody's business. Yeah, (laughs) I I take the hat off to you. I think that would have to be one of the toughest gigs out. (laughs) It is one of the best skills you can learn is to cold call and be really good and not take things personally because that's what holds people back. They get one no or they get someone to be mean to them and they're like, oh, I'm not good anymore. And Mm. like, oh, good Lord, get over it next. Yeah, right? absolutely. I remember reading, and I can't remember what book it is, and you you may know what book. I'm not sure, um, but it's uh, they were talking about the art of hearing no and and learning how to hear no so that you don't take it personally. And one yeah. of the tips they said was to start asking for things which seem so far out of the realm of possibility that you you almost know that you're going to hear a no, and right. and it's sort of it takes away the the pressure behind that of, you know, needing that sale, you know, if that's what it yeah. is that you're asking for, um, you know, and I loved it. And they were saying, you know, always, if you're flying economy, always go up and ask if there's a spare seat in, in business or first class, you know, knowing yeah. that you're not going to get it. But they said also you start to learn that you actually will get some yeses that will surprise the pants off you um, and, and you'll be able to ask for more and more and more things without holding any attachment to it. I agree. And you might get some hella good deals like I did on a flight to Hawaii. I got a $90 upgrade to first class one time just from doing that. So yeah. Oh, nice. There we go. (laughs) Right? But if I would have said, oh, I'm sure it's thousands of dollars. No, just go ask. People ask me all the time, hey, do you do trade? I'm like, well, not for what you're offering, but thanks you and and I appreciate you asking because yeah. it's you never know, right? Exactly. So exactly, I love that. So Katrina, I'd love you to take us back to the point where you um, where you decided to go into business. Can you can you tell us what you were doing for a job at that time and and what were the factors that that had you going out on your own? <laughs> well, I was a sales and marketing director at a retirement community, so I my job was to talk to families and convince them to have their elderly parents move in to the assisted living community or the independent side of our property. And so it was a very difficult situation and actually a very difficult sales process because the parents, the elderly folks never wanted to move anywhere. They want to stay at home. Whereas the kids know that they need help and that's, and now I'm f- facing that with my own mother. So, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's not an easy situation. So it was not an easy thing. But the reason that I left, I was working probably 60 hours a week for somebody else. I was kicking butt and really, you know, hitting my sales goals and all, but we were understaffed. It was a big corporation. They could have, they could have afforded to hire a third person. We had two of us and it was the hugest property in the area. And we really needed three people, but we were doing the work of three people with two of us. Mm -hmm. And my boss at the time would say one thing and do the other. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but he was very shifty and very brown nosing the corporate, whatever, and would tell me one thing and do the other. And finally I just confronted him 
in front of his boss and told him to, you know what? And I walked out and I never looked back. (laughs) (laughs) And and was that a planned telling him, you know what? No, no, it was not a plan. I had already been looking into maybe starting my own business and I'd actually consulted a business coach for a couple months prior to that because I'm like, I got to do something else. I'm getting tired. I'm not seeing family, you know, and, uh, and so I, consulted a business coach to help me figure out, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Because I had some ideas, but I didn't know where to start. And so luckily I did that because it had me be a little bit more confident on being able to just walk out the door and start something and not freak out, you Mm, know? mm. Although, you know, what's interesting is that most people do think about it for such a long time. I hear so many right. like people, you know, planning it two, three year, years in advance and maybe a little bit afraid to take that step away from the security of their job. And it sounds like that wasn't an issue for you. It was just like the pain of where I am right now is worse than the pain of not having the security. Right. And I knew I could get a job. I was really smart. I have a degree. I knew that I was good in sales and marketing. And so I knew that I could get a job. And this was, you know, 15 years ago. So it was a little easier to find a job than I think it is today, frankly. But I also knew in the back of my mind, well, worst comes to worst, I can always borrow a couple thousand dollars from my mom. Not everybody has that luxury, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew that there was that. And so I had less fear than a lot of other people, but I had a whole lot of faith Mm -hmm. in knowing that I would find something and it would all work out in the end. And I just decided, you know, I'm not going to go get a job. This is this ridiculous. I'm just going to start my own business. I have a lot of connections in the area. I was a big networker already for the job that I had. All I had to do was go to the chamber and meet a bunch of people and get people to pay me for stuff. And it worked. I mean, you just, I had confidence and faith in myself. I didn't know what I was doing. I asked for help. And, you know, you got to ask for help, especially I don't believe in settling like you're saying. So don't settle for a job you hate just for five more years to get your pension when you can make a crap load more money on your own if you do it right than you can at all waiting for a pension. And who knows if you wait for a pension and you get your pension or you get your retirement and then something happens to you and you die or you get cancer and whatever and your quality of life sucks because you, you know, there's so many possibilities that could happen. Don't put off more happiness and freedom. That's such an awesome point. I remember having a conversation. It was actually a few years ago with someone and, um, she was telling me that she lived with her husband and her two daughters in this beautiful, you know, property at, at the base of a mountain. And she was telling me all about it. it was their dream home in their dream location. And, you know, I was asking her about it and she said, you know, so many people plan for their retirement. You know, they work hard to be putting money into their superannuation or into the bank or into investments for their retirement. Uh, you know, they settle now with maybe a car they don't want to drive, a house that they don't want to live in, you know, not in their ideal place, not spending time with their children, you know, for something that could possibly may or may not happen down the track. And she said that her and her husband sat down one day and went, why are we doing that? Why don't we just do everything that's in our, you know, in our retirement plan? Why don't we do it now and actually enjoy it and, and appreciate it with our children? And that particular conversation with her actually turned my thinking around a little bit because I had, you know, a few years ago got caught into that life of, into that, that world of work hard now for something down the track. And, you know, why not have the life that we want right now? Yeah, it's so true. People settle 
not only in their careers, but they settle in relationships. I was in my starter marriage for two years too long because I was scared about going out with a one income household after that, you know, so I'd already been in my business for a couple of years and uh, just really grew. We grew apart because I was growing and he was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I, um, but I was like worried, okay, my cash flow, you know, my revenues are up and down and up and down, like a lot of entrepreneurs, yes. and especially their first few years. And I was like, oh my God, can I make it without his income? Where do I live? And da, 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 da. And so that little bit of fear and unknown stuck me stagnant for about stagnant for about two years too long, you know, and I, I would cry myself to sleep every night because we didn't have the intimacy, the affection, the attention. And that was so unhappy. So when I finally left, I didn't know what I was doing, but I went out and bought another house. Most people would just like, oh, I don't want to invest too much. I don't want to have too much debt and I'm just going to rent or whatever. No, 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 no. I said, I'm going full bore. I'm like going to buy a house because I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, that's how I've always been is just dive right in with two feet rather than just a big toe, which a lot of people just do the big toe and then they don't get very far and they wonder why. It's because you're not all in. You got to be all in. In. Totally. And what I also was hearing, and, and it's something that comes up in just about every interview that I do, is that the turning point for most entrepreneurs is when they've got their back against a wall and, and there's, they almost don't have another choice. And it sounds like from what you're telling me is that you purposely put your back against a wall so that you could forge ahead. Is, would you see it that way? Yeah, I don't. I mean... Buying the house put my back up against the wall for sure, but leaving was not. Uh, I had options, you know. People come to me with these tragic situations, and I'm like, "Well, don't you have a mom, a sister, a friend? You could always live on someone's couch. No one's gonna die if you lose your house." And you know, I mean, for most people, we're not gonna go like really live on the streets in a tent. If we lose the house, if we lose our job, if we go into foreclosure, whatever, whatever, there's always a solution. And that's not true for everybody. But, you know, if you look around you, there's always a way. So I always knew there was kind of that safety net. I could always move back with my parents. Mm. Woohoo! Yeah. Not that I want to. <laughs> not but, desirable, uh, but it's an option. <laughs> I, right? I knew I wasn't going to be on the streets. Yeah. So, but I didn't need to because knowing that, got rid of some of the fear. And so I could just take those steps forward when a lot of people don't think about it or they get their ego in the way. Oh no, I'll never do that. Well, okay. You can get your ego in the way or you could just say, well, worst possible scenario, I'll go do this if I need to, but I'm going to go take the action step I need to now. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's fantastic. So, Katrina, I'd love to turn back the clock a bit to 15 years ago when you did leave your job and you went out on your own quite overnight and doing your own thing. You, you're saying that things worked out quite well for you, but I'm guessing there were some challenges, you know, in, in that those first few weeks, months, maybe even years. I'd love you to take us through some of those challenges and how you overcame them. Yeah, I would say the, the biggest challenges were trying to figure out, which is, which is probably the biggest problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, is they don't know what to charge. And they feel like they should charge a lower rate because they're new or they aren't sure if people will pay X dollars for their service product or whatever. So they charge less. 
and or they don't have a concrete thing to sell. They're just selling an hour at a time of their time, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the challenge for me was to try to navigate through all of that and figure out how to make a good living while helping people doing what I knew they needed and being able to show the value of what I offered uh, in a way that made them want to buy mm -hmm. and buy at a rate. Cause in the beginning you're going to don't laugh, but I mean, well, you can laugh, cause I don't, <laughs> but sorry, I've already laughed. <laughs> I, don't laugh. Ha ha. Uh, I was charging $59 an hour when I started marketing consulting. So at the beginning I was called, a, I called myself a marketing consultant. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I was charging $59 an hour, which might seem high for some people, but that is extremely low mm. in the world we live in today. And even then I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know that people were getting paid two to 500 or more per hour for marketing and business consulting. I had no idea. Mm. And so I just knew what I knew in my local area and what I saw other people doing. And so, okay, $59. And then I would inch it up to 75 and then I would go to like 95 and then I don't, I don't, th I think I hovered under a hundred dollars forever until I discovered these online marketers and my first real coach and, and mentor uh, in the, you know, broader coaching arena marketplace until I really learned from her, I had no idea. And I was scared to go over a hundred dollars an hour. As soon as I heard what, you know, when I went to one of her events and I met like a hundred people that were charging hundreds of dollars, I'm like, holy cow, you guys are getting paid that and you can do it on the phone from anywhere and have clients all over the world. I'm like, I'm totally changing my business today. <laughs> and so, I mean, I went home and got rid of all my clients. And in 90 days, I had a whole different business model with all kinds of different stuff because I move quickly. I'm not going to just sit around and think about it. I'm going to do what you're telling me to do and do what I see people making money. And I'm going to just change my change it. Hmm. I'm not going to hold on to these clients. Oh, well, I have to have my retainer client for $250 a month because I need to eat and that's pays my groceries. No, I see the potential of, you know, making much bigger money. I'm going to change it now because I can't have all this other stuff holding me back and wasting my time while I can go after this over here. Hmm. So you just have to do it quicker. So you don't have a lot of lag in income. Oh, right. that's such a great point because sitting around, a lot of people are scared to let go of those, you know, those clients that are, it's almost like part of an old business model. And I feel like there's, you know, for whatever it is, there's some energy around that. And you do have to do a clear out if you're going to do, you know, a massive yeah. shift like you did. But that what I loved is that you said that you have to do it quickly so that there isn't that yep. gap in between. Love that. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you could go six months without income. If you're waiting too long to get a website up or waiting too long to figure out what to write on the website or what the program name is, or when you're going to do a webinar, or how to do it, just go out and do it and start making money and keep tweaking it along the way, or you're never going to get started and you're not going to see big cash flow quickly. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Love that. So if, if you had one piece of advice around pricing for people, what would that be? <laughs> I say charge as much as you can possibly say without stuttering. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you stutter, you blow the sale. <laughs> yeah, good work. Because <laughs> it's all about confidence, right? It is. It's actually it really not is. about the price at all. It's about the no. confidence. 
It's not about the price because you can show the value. You just have to show the value. But if you can't say the price, like sometimes I'll, I'll have a client who's like, well, I have the six week program, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking of charging $297. I'm like, oh my God, look at the transformation you're providing. You could totally charge $1,497 for that. And they're like, okay. And I made the mistake of telling people to just to go charge it at some point. And they couldn't say the number. Mm-hmm. So they were talking to people and they couldn't get it out. And so they hesitated and stumbled over it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously not working because you're not selling anything because you can't say the number. So what number can you say uh, that's higher than 297? And they're sell- what's the highest you can possibly say? And they would usually say something around 697. Okay, so charge 697 for it until three people pay you. Mm-hmm. When three people pay you that price, then raise it again because you'll have more confidence in that price. And you could probably inch it up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. So that's my key is like, Get three people to pay three people to pay you at X dollars. Then you're you force yourself to raise the rates to something, and again go three people, and then raise it again until you get to a rate that you feel is really valuable, or someone like me tells you it should be worth. <laughs> <laughs> Which by then you'll be able to take on board a lot easier because you've got the practice behind you. Right. Excellent. So, uh, so when you went into business, there was some um, issue around pricing. You went to that conference and you decided to sack all your clients and go with a new, a new model. You tell us about, about that difference where, where you changed your business. Cause it sounds like that was like a, a big turning point for your business. Well, it was. I had some people on a retainer, but it was all based on the hourly, you know, what I could, get per hour, basically. And then how many hours do you need? It wasn't based on a, the transformation I provided or the outcome that you got after working with me or the results. <clears throat> and it wasn't based on a, a like a project or a bigger value. So now we do things a lot differently. When you're pricing, okay, well, how much is the hourly? You know, typically, it's around 600 an hour now. And so if I was going to do a six week course, it would be, and there were an hour calls each, that's six hours of my time times 600. But usually there's more that you add into the course. There's worksheets and handouts and resources and extra templates or maybe unlimited emailing, or there's a Facebook group that you can interact with. So there's extra value you're throwing in. So the price tag actually becomes a lot more than just your hourly. Um, and then you can actually discount it from there if it's a group program or whatever, but um, show the higher value in your regular rate when you're trying to price things. And then when you give them a deal from that higher value, it's like a discount, even though that's really the rate that you want to get paid. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's kind of yeah. how it works. You yeah. know, that's super valuable advice. And I su- suggest that if you miss that and you're listening in, that you go back and listen to that again, because so many people under charge and we've all done it. I, I can't yeah. say that I haven't either. You know, we've all done it. Um, but, but I, the way that you explained it then was great. So, so definitely take it on board. Everyone has got value and, and can provide value. It's, it's just the, the rate changes for, you know, for different people and what our experience is. But my guess is that you can charge more than you think when you're starting out. Right. I totally agree. 
Beautiful. So before we, you know, for anyone that's listening in, Katrina, what's the best way for people to stay connected with you? Well, uh, I have a great uh, free download you can grab if you're interested. Uh, I would say you want to get on my email list one way or the other because I send out some great video tips and resources and opportunities that a lot of people are sometimes too busy to pay attention to. I urge you not, I urge you to, like, if you're following a bunch of people, don't be too busy to pay attention to the ones that can really provide value and help you grow your business. A lot of people say they want discounted stuff and free stuff, but then they don't pay attention to the emails. Mm -hmm. My biggest pet peeve is people are not paying attention. Mm -hmm. That is like, that drives me crazy. I have so many free things. Like you could sit on my YouTube for like two days and learn a lot about how to market your business and make money and, and change up your business, but nobody does it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that's fine. And then they complain about, well, you could come to a call with me. It's faster in an hour. I could tell you probably a lot of the same things you need to do. And it's X dollars. Right. But people don't do that. Oh, I don't do that. But then you won't make time. I don't know. It's just a crazy thing that people don't pay attention to the right things. Right. Totally. So anywho, if you go to jumpstartyourmarketing.com, you can get the jumpstart your biz kit there. I have a jumpstart your biz quiz on there where you can evaluate and see what's missing in your business. Uh, there's a lot of different opportunities to take your business to the next level. There's a whole page of resources. So if you're looking for software or systems, I mean, you want to make sure you're getting the right ones. And I don't let people buy the wrong stuff and spend money on things they don't need. It's all about the most affordable way to grow your business as fast as possible. Totally, totally is. Katrina, it's been great chatting to you today, but if you could sort of sum up everything that we've talked about, what would be the the tip that you would want people to walk away, the people that have been listening to this this chat with that we've been having? Well, it's kind of like the subtitle on my book, Love Yourself Successful, which is take charge of your life and design the business of your dreams and stop settling. Just take charge of it. Go figure out what you need to know who you can learn it from, put it into action and get moving. Stop sitting around trying to figure it out yourself and go get her done. Mm, love that. It sounds like it's it's come out of my mouth with a different accent. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I totally agree. You say it in your accent, Samantha. What would you how would you say it? I would say, you know, we can all create the life that we want. It's just about having the confidence to do it and surrounding ourselves with the right people. There you go. With same a different stuff. accent. <laughs> same stuff. It's all the same. Just, yeah, you can't let yourself hold you back. You yeah. can't be held back by yourself. It's usually ourself that's holding us back more than anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah, the little gremlins in our in our head that tell us all these crazy things, they're lying to us. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Katrina, it's been amazing chatting to you today. You've provided a lot of value. You know, I hope that the listeners go back and listen to those little value bombs that, that you gave around around pricing and setting your business up. Thank you so much and I, I really appreciate it. I look forward to, t- uh, to chatting with you again. Awesome. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing or if you'd like to listen to previous episodes, head over to samanthariley.com.au.